we'll do the Yemei Chabad for the 24th day of Shabbat. This is in the year Tafrej Memches. That is 648. That's the passing. What day? February 6th, 1988. 1988. In 1888, yeah. In 1888. So that was the passing of the righteous Rebbe Menucha Rochel Slonim. She was the daughter, as we have learned many times, of the one of the Mittler Rebbe's daughters. Uh, so, um, and we know that she moved uh, to Eretz Yisrael. She moved to Israel. And uh, together with her family, um, and that was the Slonim family, uh, Yaakov Chuli Slonim, um, in, uh, in the year Tafrej Hay, and she settled in the city of Hebron, and basically they founded the Chabad community uh, in the city of Hebron. And the uh, Rebbe Tzimanucha Rochel has a very close and tight connection to the renewal of the Jewish community, the settlement of the Jews back in Eretz Yisrael. And they call her, uh, lovingly, they call her the Babe Menucha Rochel. Babe means the grandmother, the grandmother Menucha Rochel. And uh, that's the way she was called by all the uh, residents of Hebron. And um, they treated her as very respectfully as a very righteous woman, being a daughter of the Mittler Rebbe, but they treated her as a tzedekis. And her husband was Chabad also? Yeah. But um, I guess she had a lineage. I mean, she came right. from the Rebbe, and a granddaughter of the Alta Rebbe, a daughter from the Mittler Rebbe. And uh, people would come and uh, get blessings from her. Um, there are many uh, stories, tales about mir- miracles that she performed um, that the Rebbe Tzimanuch Um It is told that every bride on the day of the wedding would first visit in the Moras HaMachpela, the cave where the matriarchs and patriarchs are buried, and then they would come to the Rebbe Tzimanuch and ask her blessing. And women that were sick or had a hard time giving birth, uh, they would turn to the Rebbe Tzimanuch that she should pray for them. Uh, close before she passed away, she wrote a letter to the Rebbe Rashab. Now, um, the Rebbe Rashab was uh, a grandson of the Tzemach Tzedek. Uh, the Tzemach Tzedek um, was married to her sister, to the Rebbe Zechai Mushke. Menucha Rachel's sister was, was married to the Tzemach Tzedek. It was another daughter of the Betla Rebbe that was the wife of the Tzemach Tzedek. And the Rebbe Rashab was a, a grandson. The Rebbe Marash was the Tzemach Tzedek's son, and then the Rebbe Rashab was his son. So the Rebbe Rashab was a grandson of her, um, of her brother, of her, of, her, of her sister. You know, those are sisters. Grandson, that was the Rebbe Rashab. So she wrote him a letter, and she gave one of her grandchildren the letter, and she asked him to go ahead and send it in the mail, and she warned him not to open up the letter, that she should not read, uh, the, 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 not read the letter. 
but the uh, so the grandchild understood there must be something uh, very important in the letter because he's telling her not to open it. So he went and he brought uh, the letter to his father, Rabbi uh, Leib, who was the oldest son of Menucha Rachel. So that was he brought to his father, Rabbi Leib, the grandson brought it to his father, uh, the son of this Menucha Rachel. And I don't know why, but he opened up the letter. So I'm not here to uh, see exactly. She told him not to, and he did, but he opened up the letter. And not only did he open the letter, they're telling us some of the contents of the letter. <laughs> but in the, uh, in the letter, the Rebetzin writes to the Rebbe Rashab that this is the last letter she's writing to him. And uh, that is actually what, ha- what happened, that um, short time afterwards she passed away. Now, I'm not sure. From here, it sounds like she, maybe she would regularly write to the Rebbe Rashab um, the Rebbe Rashab eventually took over the uh, leadership of Chabad, and she was in Eretz Yisrael, maybe the representative of Chabad. The, uh, the Rebbe Rashab, we also learned, sent students to study in Hebron. Uh, they had to go back. That was before the First World War One. Uh, World War One broke out. They had to go back home. It was didn't last for that long. But the Rebbe Rashab sent. I'm not sure whether she was around at that time or she wasn't around. No, no, no. No, she wasn't around at that time. That was 1914. Okay, so this was, okay. So she wasn't, this was before. But apparently, but she was in communications with the Rebbe Rashab. And she said that would be her last letter, and so it was. It is related as far as her uh, passing, that during the last moments before passing, she was, her mind was totally clear. And... uh, at the time, next to her bed was uh, sitting Rav uh, Ephraim, Ephraim, who was one of the uh, great rabbis of Hebron. He was a rabbi in Hebron. And the Rav, the Rav felt that this was her last moments. He wanted to go outside to call a minion that they should be there at the time of when the soul leaves. It's important to have a minion over there. And the Rabbi Tzumanuchal um hinted him that he should not leave because he won't have time to get a minion. He won't. Uh, he's not going to have enough time. He says, "My fathers are with me over here now," which means he was referring to the Mitla Rebbe and the Alter Rebbe. And immediately she she passed away. Um, the soul left her with, with holiness and purity during uh, at the. Um, uh, funeral, there were participation, all the Jewish people of Hebron. It was a, a tightly knit community, but there was Ashkenazim, there was Sephardim over there. Uh, without exception, everybody respected respected the Rebbe Tzimanucharachal, the Baba Tzimanucharachal, and all the children of the city went in front of the bed as they were having candles in their hands and uh, singing. Uh, psalms, pieces, uh, verses of psalms, and she was buried in a cave that was um, dug out uh, from stone in, in stone, and uh, on top of the cave they built a uh, a cover, an oil of stones, and um, that was in Hebron. When you go on 
Unfortunately, they had the pogrom later on in Hebron, in which uh, they devastated the, the entire Jewish community in Hebron, and uh, uh, we read about it elsewhere. Um, and that, that was um, um, for a while until now. The community was almost non-existent over there, and after um, the Six-Day War, um, they renewed the settlement, and um, it's still kind of dangerous to go where um, she's buried, because the Arabs are all there, and they're all uh, ready to kill, and they've killed, you know, many, uh, you know, they have the song Shalhevis, you know, they've killed many soldiers and many uh, just settlers that live there, you know, they have Kiryat Arba, not too far from there. That's, uh, but this is right in the section, right where the uh, Arabs are. And so the, with Chabad now in Israel, I mean, all, I mean, they must have like a central area versus the whole country. Where is Chabad now today? You mean yeah, what are they? Where their main main yeah. main station? Okay, so originally after the. Um, after the war, after the second war, after Israel was founded, uh, they they built in the it was a, it was a, a safaria that was near near Tel Aviv, near the Ben Gurion Airport. There's a section that that was the main that was known as the Kfar Chabad that became the village of Chabad. It was the uh, main area where the all the immigrants, the people from Russia, the people from other places came. But th- that was only in the beginning. From there, it, it developed um, in, 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 in very large communities. So there is a, uh, when there was the um, time when everybody from uh, Russia, again, was allowed to leave, and there was a lot of immigrants from the former Soviet Union to Israel, the Rebbe founded then a uh, community called Nachlas Har Chabad, that's in Kiryat Malachi, that's in the south of, um, south of Israel. Then uh, Jerusalem was always developed big. It's a fat developed very big, and uh, I'm just mentioning a few names. But uh, all the other cities, you know, there's a lot in in, in every, you know, in Chulon and in in Ramat Gan. Every every in every 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 little basically every city has descendants. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, well, actually, that's a very good thing. You know, they do have. What they call tzetzoyim; those are descendants. Actually, the name tzetzoyim means descendants uh, of the Alta Rebbe's family, and a lot of them are from the Rebbe Tzemenucha Rocho. And they do have a get together, uh, like uh, once a year, and they have publishings, and they have it, 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 it stretched out to various different Rebbe's and different groups and different ways. But they have today trees of. Of, 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 of all the different ancestry and how they all come together back to the Alta Rebbe, back to the Alta Rebbe. And yeah, there a lot of them are active and a lot of them are, there's actually Slonim today, families, large families, which even carry the name Slonim. But besides that, there is a, a, a large number of people that are part of that family. And they call themselves Tzetzoyim. They make a get-together and they publish... They, I, I think I'm not sure exactly, but uh, they, 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 how often they publish it. But they publish uh, all the trees of all the different uh, families how they get together. But that's that's the uh, it's a very um, prestigious thing to be part of that. Uh, you know, part of the uh, royal, yeah, part of the royal family. You know, and then 
You know, but at the end of the day, you know, somebody once said that lineage is like zeros. Now, a zero is nothing, but uh, if you put a one in front of the zeros, then as many zeros you have, that increases the value. So they say if you're a mensch, if you're a one, if you're somebody, then all your lineage is worth. Is, but if you are a zero, which means you're not a mensch, so then all these are just a bunch of zeros. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. So you need to be able to build on the special, when people come from good stock, sort of, from good lineage, that obligates them. It's not something just to brag about or to, uh, you know, try to show yourself off to other people. But good lineage means that there's more expectation from you, right. <laughs> and that you have some... Uh, in Yiddishkeit, in Torah, we always knew that... Uh, Privileges comes with responsibility. So, you know, it doesn't mean that you're just privileged uh, and you have something. But it means that you got to do a little more. You have a little, you have more uh, potential and that's, that's what should be utilized. Okay.